all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We also want to thank Eisenhower Center. It's a brain injury recovery center. Learn more about eisenhowercenter.com. They're located in Michigan and in Florida. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. Contact us if you'd like to be a sponsor on Veterans Radio, and let's move on to our program. Welcome. I am Jim Fossone, and this is Veteran Radio's Spotlight on National Veteran Business Development Council, better known as NVBDC.org. Veterans Radio America, a nonprofit, has a partnership with NVBDC. NVBDC is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses of all sizes. This 501c3 nonprofit was established in 2013. It addresses the growing need to identify and certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses for the commercial or corporate marketplace. NVBDC administers a rigorous certification process designed to withstand the scrutiny of corporate and governmental entities uh, seeking to utilize certified veteran-owned businesses. And we want to welcome to Veterans Radio Jeff King, who is the Operations and Certification Manager for NVBDC. Jeff, welcome to Veterans Radio. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Well, you're an Army veteran. We'll talk about that a little bit later. You you come out of the automotive sales industry. You've been with NVBDC now as the Operations and Certification Manager for about three years. And there's always something new going on at NVBDC. So why don't we start there? Jeff, tell us what's new going on at NVBDC. Well, Jim, I mean, to start off, we have been growing by leaps and bounds. So um, we're constantly investing into new, ne- new technology. Um, about a year and a half ago, um, we implemented a uh, new online certification application-based um, portal where now the veterans uh, will have more access to um, not only their application, but more access to other veteran-owned businesses and to corporations that are members in our organization. So between you know, the technology, the hardware, the software, um, we are, we're growing. 
that's on the certification side, but on the operations side, we um, we have brought in um, um, Kathy Poynton, who is our MVO task force, and her, um, her her segment, if you will, is aligning the MVBDC with the veteran service organizations. So, um, and I mean, there is constant growth. So you may hear through the VFW, Rosie, the Riveters, and many groups like this throughout the country um, are getting their business uh, owners or veteran business owners and identifying them. And, w- and we are working to collaborate together. We are also expanding um, our role in, in the government sector um, because the, uh, SBA will be inheriting, if you will, the CVE uh, in 2022. Uh, we are fundamentally um, helping the SBA uh, and understanding the, the terminology, the, uh, the basically what we call the veteran status guidelines out of the laws. And we hired a gentleman by the name of Mark Sutton, uh, who comes from, I believe it's the American Legion. He's had years in there um, and brings a lot of government, uh, you know, related contacts um, and sources. So our organization is now being even tied more to the government and throughout their whole process. Well, that's an important point to make for for our veterans out there who may be business owners. Originally, you self-certified you were a veteran-owned business. That had a lot of shenanigans going on. Uh, That's why corporations said, we need somebody reliable. We need a a group reliable to certify folks. And that's how NVBDC came along to fill that need with corporate America. And now we've come back around full circuit where the government is saying, you know, we don't do a great job on this certification. Let's get it out of the hands of all of the little departments, including the VA that handle this. Let's put it over with SBA. And SBA has to say, huh, who's best at this? And and they ought to look at what NVBDC is doing, and that's where your government affairs comes in. So it's kind of an interesting full circle um, as this has gone on now for, uh, what do you, what do you add, a seven Eight, eight, nine years uh, into this. So uh, yeah. in, interesting turn of events. You mentioned that your technology also helps with networking. And so I know you've had some programs and that you have some programs coming up where veteran business owners get to network with buyers, but also among themselves. Tell us a little bit more about that uh, marketing. Uh, I'm sorry, that that um, networking piece. Well, um, normally during non-COVID years, we would have a basically um, our national face-to-face event matchmaker where we bring in some of the uh, world's biggest corporations who are members with us who require our certification to have face-to-face opportunities to pitch your product, pitch your service. But with the COVID, we'll be in our second year of online uh, events and those that event will be a two-day event November 3rd and 4th and it'll be online. Um, veterans are welcome to go to nvbdc.org to register for the event. Um, you do the, the veterans need to know that um, you know it's open to them also because you know if they have a matchmaking opportunity and um, they know that they could, you know, work with somebody like Walmart or um, Verizon or Johnson and Johnson. Um, they're going to require our certification. So 
this is where we show real opportunity to our veterans. And then, you know, it's a two day event online. And then um, if they decide that uh, they're going to need to apply, well, we'll take them and we'll uh, take care of them. Well, it's an interesting way in fo- for folks to sort of maybe answer the question that's rolling around in their mind is, is, is this worth any, does this have value to me to go through this process? Because it is a rigorous process, it does have a little cost associated with it. But by going to this virtual networking event online, the matchmaker event, maybe uh, a business owner could see that, geez, I, I, I see opportunities here. You don't have to be a Fortune 50 company or a Fortune 500 company to participate. Right. These are these are business, veteran-owned businesses at all sorts of levels, aren't they? They are. One of the big misnomers um, out there is that this is for small business. The MVBDC um, has a, a couple of billion-dollar veteran-owned companies, um, seven, eight plants around the world, um, to the startup. You know, he, the guy still has a little CNC mill out in his pole barn, but yet he wants to do some work for Ford. But um, so we have all sizes of businesses, and, you know, as these matchmaking events occur, there is all levels of requests from, Hey, we need somebody in Tennessee to, I need somebody who can carry freight across the country. So you get all sizes, all requests. Um, You know, a lot of PPE requests have been, has come through the NVBDC and uh, we have seen a lot of growth for companies. And that's one thing our veterans need to know is that if they grow and they become a medium sized company, a large size company, well, the CVE, the SBA is no longer going to verify or certify them. We're the only ones who are doing that large of companies across the globe. And that's a good point because I actually had a client who was so successful he grew out of being considered small enough for the SBA certification. And he called me up. He says, Jim, I can't believe this. They, they pulled my certification. I said, no, 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 they didn't pull your certification. You've been too successful. <laughs> you're no <laughs> you're no longer a small business. That's what, what's happened here. And they still need that certification to keep with some other of their customers. And again, that's where NVBDC comes in to say, no, no, this is a certified veteran-owned business. Absolutely. Jeff, we're talking to Jeff King, who is is the operations and certification manager for NVBDC. Um, as we wrap up the spotlight here, tell us our listeners again, Jeff, where folks might learn about the certification process through your organization and how they might register if they were interested yeah. in the November 3rd and 4th matchmaker. So um, everybody needs to know that our website is nvbdc.org. Um, also, Jim, I, I would be free to give out my email address here, too, because we have a lot of veterans who have questions about the certification process. Um, actually, the best email address is certification at mvbdc.org. And you, that, is just, uh, that is just a couple ways that you can get a hold of us. We, you know, Our officers are uh, listed publicly. Their email addresses are all public. And um, so we're here you know, to fulfill all your questions. Um, and provide as much support as possible. Jeff, I want to turn now to a couple of other areas. Um, I mentioned at the outset, and I you know, kind of went by it fast, that uh, you're an Army veteran. Um, yes, 
Tell, tell us about uh, your joining the uh, Army in uh, 1990 and what, what uh, you, Uncle Sam allowed you to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was in Pittsburgh, August 2nd, uh, Iraq inv- invaded Kuwait. August 22nd, I enlisted in my first day of basic training of all dates, if you will, September 11th. Uh, 1990, I entered basic training in Fort Dix, um, and um, I had enlisted as an air defense soldier, but uh, primarily um, I was on the Vulcan gun system. And what that is, is a six-barreled Gatling gun, 20 millimeters on the old armored personnel carrier, the M113, and we could shoot 3,000 rounds a minute. And I was a uh, certified crew member. And uh, so that was my first two years in the Army. I re-enlisted. And then we segued from the Vulcan into an M2A2 Bradley. Um, Ours was slightly modified. We carried six live Stinger missiles in the back. And um, so for three out of my four years, I served as a gunner. Um, Pretty well decorated in 1994 when I left my official ranking with the 24th Infantry Division. I was ranked eighth. eighth place as a gunner um, out of 235 crews. So we, we were pretty well decorated, and uh, we had a very effective crew. And his family uh, my, and his family doesn't wonder at all why they have to keep <laughs> saying, he keeps saying, what'd you say? I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> I don't think there's a gunner alive who doesn't have hearing loss, thanks to Uncle Sam. So, Well, and with my father, Keith, being the CEO, but also, more importantly, he was a... Uh, military police during Vietnam and his basically weapon of choice was an M60 machine gun. So he spent a lot of time, uh, as the old saying goes, rocking and rolling on that gun. So, well, I wanted to turn to that too, because I think it's a a unique opportunity to talk to somebody who is the son of an, uh, somebody who was in the army in Vietnam and sort of how you viewed growing up in in that position, if you will, and how it uh, did or didn't lead to uh, joining up yourself. With my father being also one of the founding members of Chapter uh, VVA Chapter Nine out of Detroit, um, he was a VVA state commander. Um, so I've been involved with Agent Orange rallies, um, protests, you know from, uh, I mean, a, a very small, uh, young age. Um, we, um, VVA chapter nine here in Detroit, they bought a, an old, uh, burnt restaurant that was so salvageable. I mean, they have pictures of me as a kid, um, you know, dealing with it, you know, dealing with the debris and, you know, carrying things and tools, but growing up, um, I've always been fascinated by the military, I guess, because of my dad. Um, you know, I never was allowed to fire or touch a gun um, because of his um, his experiences, especially with Vietnamese children, and you know the the basically the woes of combat. But um, when I joined, I was actually in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was here in Detroit, and uh, he's like, "Come home," and that's all he said was, "Come home." And, uh, I mean, it, it was kind of like that cold chilling. Okay. I just did something big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble and, now. <laughs> uh, yep. And, uh, so he actually, he got involved, called my recruiter. He, he knew that I could do a transfer and I went through uh, maps, a military entrance program here in Detroit. 
And, um, you know, he has supported me, you know, my whole life and, and I have also supported him. Well, I think it's a unique bonding experience where you, you know, uh, two men like this have gone through this and have a certain, as a result, uh, both of you have served veterans admirably over the years. Uh, Keith uh, King, your father, to the level that the uh, Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor inducted Absolutely. him into, into its, one of its inaugural classes. So, I mean, there's no question there about his service to other veterans. It, it really, um, I guess the question I would ask you is, as, as we uh, sit here today, we're, we're recording this podcast interview Afghanistan has fallen, Kabul has fallen, um, kind of a chaotic trying to get Americans out of the, out of the country. Um, g- give me a reaction as a guy who spent time uh, in, in, as, as a gunner here uh, yeah. on a Bradley going, yeah, I don't know. What, you know can, give, give me your reaction to these uh, maybe last 24 hours as well as the last 20 years. Um. It's 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 not even humbling. It's sad. It's um, it, it was that you know. Yet there was a lot of victories. You know, I have friends and family who served in Afghanistan. Um, it, it, it's it's basically beyond sad because there was there's so many alliances that were you know built. Um, earned trusted and um, uh, somebody of uh, high importance to me had said I was friends with this commander and he's just he's I think he's just going to lose his life because he helped the Americans it's those kind of consequences that um, sometimes it's hard to swallow when force was used to make things right and then they were so quickly undone. I, I don't think the civilian population necessarily understands it the same way as those who served in the military have. And, and there was a comment made by President Bush in the last few days about uh, saying to the military and veteran community, uh, those who have served in Afghanistan over 20 years, to, uh, where he said, you have kept us safe for the last 20 years. And I don't know that, again, the civilian population fully appreciates that the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, their their job's not necessarily to make war, but to keep peace, to keep us safe. Right. And they've done that admirably. But I don't hear a lot of that discussion on TV at the moment. Do you? No. No, I, I do not. You know, it's um, sometimes the media does not paint the real, realistic um, portrayal of combat vets and their families. That's just, that's my opinion. Um, Cause we do so much, especially like where my father and I were both enlisted. Um, so, you know, so to speak, the uneducated grunt, you know, hard work and fight. Well, I, and, and I know for a fact, cause I ride with vets also is that, I mean, they're just dumbfounded. Like, how how can we just bail on these people so fast after 20 years? Two minutes later, after the 20-year mark, this is, I'm quoting a friend of mine, two minutes after the 20-year mark, uh, we had just said, well, we're done. 
and put no plan plan into place. Yeah, it's a, it's an it's an unusual time, a sad time in many regards, uh, and that's what we're trying to focus on, folks who recognize or or want to recognize the peace that's been kept. And what you know, one of the things you can help vets with is getting them jobs and getting their businesses to grow, and that's really where it must be uh, rewarding to do the work that you're doing with NVBDC and and help certify companies and then kind of stay with them and see things grow. I, I suspect that's been the case over the last three years for you. It has. It's been a, uh, this has definitely been a game changer for me. We talk to a lot of vets daily and hear their success stories. You know, even, even the opportunity to, you know, pitch a product or service, we hear about them. And, and this is one of the reasons why we are growing. We're able to prove to our veterans that we will open the door for an opportunity. But for you to, you know, to close the deal, take, you know, it takes that veteran to be the right product, right service at the right time. Yeah, you have to prove yourself up. The certification doesn't do anything maybe other than open the door yeah. or get, get you a look at it. And maybe the networking that NVBDC.org brings to the table is, is real value, the real value here. But ultimately, it is up to that business owner to, to prove it up for him or herself. And, and I assume Absolutely. that uh, you, you're seeing an increase in uh, women veterans uh, joining yeah. the business owner ranks. Is that, is that the case? That is the case. Well, and one of the things I'd like to touch on real quick, if you will, is that um, so we partner with WeBank, the Women Business Enterprise, uh, National Council, the NMSDC, the National Minority Supplier Development Council, and the NGLCC, the Lesbian and Gay Chamber of Commerce. We honor their certifications. So other than veteran documents and, um, and, and just a handful of uh, operational control documents, they're done. We had one of our very successful uh, business stories. Um, there were a $400 million company that was certified in seven days. And the owner, who was 100% owner, was uh, of Hispanic descent, was certified by the NMSDC. We waived most all the documents except for veteran documents. And he had this thing completed in seven days. So yeah. he, because he, his company had already been certified by a national Hispanic certification entity, you were able to add, not, not redo everything, but build right. on that, I take it. So, you know, one of the things that the MB, NDBDC does is encourage uh, other, you know, minority-owned companies, women, you know, the uh, other minorities, and the gays and the lesbians. So we we do our best to help them through the process and make it easier and, and, and keep promoting them. Um, some of our most successful veterans had, you know, two or three additional certifications besides the veteran certification. Well, I want to thank uh, Jeff King, who is the operations and certification manager for NVBDC for taking some time today with Veterans Radio to talk about what's new, to talk about his service and uh, uh, life as the son of a, of a veteran, uh, uh, a very active veteran uh, advocate, uh, Keith King. And um, Jeff, if you would uh, give out uh, your phone number or email, the best way folks can get to you if they have some questions on certification or what NVBDC has been it. doing. Um, the best email address is certification at nvbdc.org. And uh, my direct phone number 
is three or actually five eight six nine eight three nine nine five five or you can call um eight 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 two three seven eight four three four jeff thanks again for taking some time today with veterans radio thanks jim and i want to thank everybody for listening to veterans radio today i am jim fawson it's been a pleasure to be your host i'm a veterans disability lawyer at legal help for veterans and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or LegalHelpForVeterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to VeteransRadio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, NVBDC.org, Eisenhower Center, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graph O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor, and the American Legion Press Corn Post 46 also in Ann Arbor. They keep us on the air, as does your support. Go to Facebook, go to veteransradio.net, and support our efforts. And until next time, you are dismissed.